Well, good morning, church, and happy Sunday. Welcome to worship this morning. I see a sea of red in front of me, which is wonderful, and it's okay if you're not wearing red. We're not going to pinch you, but you can, you can maybe just take what you're wearing and round it off to the nearest red, and it counts, right? <laughs> We're wearing red today because today is Pentecost, a day in which we here at Fellowship and the Church Global celebrates together God's sending of the Holy Spirit upon humanity in a new and fresh way on a day called Pentecost. And this, of course, was not the birthing of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has existed since the beginning, before time, alongside the Trinity. But the Holy Spirit was poured out in a special way, bringing us forth into a new epoch of world history on Pentecost, and we celebrate that today. And we even have the hope and the lived experience of finding the Holy Spirit to be for us an inner flame, our comforter, our guide, our advocate, our sustainer, even a power among us. And we give thanks to God for that because the Holy Spirit makes our life together and even the faith we share anything but boring. Thanks be to God. I invite you to hear these words that were promised long ago through the prophet Joel in his book of prophecy where God is speaking and it says this. God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. And even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And today we give thanks for the fulfillment of that great promise on this day called Pentecost. So I invite you to stand and we're going to join together in our call to worship responsively with the words on the screen. Spirit of the living God, visit us again on this day of Pentecost. Come, Holy Spirit. Like a rushing wind that sweeps away all barriers. Come, Holy Spirit. Like tongues of fire that set our hearts aflame. Come, Holy Spirit. With speech that unites the babble of our tongues. Come, Holy Spirit with love that overlaps the boundaries of race and nation. Come, Holy Spirit, with power from above to make our weakness strong. Come, Holy Spirit. And all God's people said, amen. Let's sing together.
Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Sisters and brothers in Christ, it is because of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection that we have peace with God and with one another. The peace of Christ be with you. Would you share a sign of that peace with your neighbor? online. Feel free to greet each other in the chat. Well, once again, good morning. The Lord be with you. My name is Ross Steelman, one of the pastors here, and together our mission is to love God and others as an accepting community centered in Christ and focused on developing faithful followers of Jesus. Today we have a full service of many, many good things, so I have just two announcements to bring your way this morning, and one of them I think is tucked in the back over here. Let's bring forward our furry friend. We have, uh, we're going to invite forward Leanne and Rachel and Todd, who are coming forward right now. Uh, at Fellowship Church, we have a tradition uh, of on major Christian holidays like Christmas, Easter, and Pentecost of having our offering go in a special place. And West Ottawa Public Schools is one of the places that we love and serve together with. And uh, this is an opportunity for our offering this particular morning. So Leanne, first of all, would you be willing to introduce us to this one right here? Hi everyone, thank you so much for having us. Um, so this is Mackie. Uh, Mackie is a golden retriever and great Pyrenees. He'll be seven months in just a few days. Um, but he is our therapy dog in training at Makatawa Bay Middle School. Um, so his job will be to comfort um, our building uh, at school. So we're super excited um, for this opportunity. He's Still a pup, only seven months, so he can't start any of his um, official testing until he's a year old. Um, but we're doing lots of training with him um, to get him prepared for his job. Mm. I think he knows there's food on the table. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Todd? <laughs> well, we want to thank you uh, as a school district for partnering once again uh, with West Ottawa. Mackie is our third therapy dog in the district. Uh, it's been a Slow roll initiative really starting before COVID. Uh, we have Milo at Great Lakes Elementary, who is a very hardworking staff member there. <laughs> Much uh, a part of the culture at Great Lakes, um, serving students every day. Milo is a black lab. And Milo was actually supported by um, the senior class of 2019. That was the senior class gift, was the first therapy dog in our district. We also have Luna at Harbor Lights Middle School. Um, Luna's a little bit less well-known, still um, ending training, but um, is, is supporting students at Harbor Lights. And appropriately named Mackie will be at Mac Bay. Very creative, uh, Leanne <laughs> and Rachel and their approach. Um, but Mackie, with your support, will be supporting literally hundreds of students starting hopefully in November and far out into the future. 
Uh, and this prog program has been supported by our Board of Education, our administrative team, uh, and we hope to grow it uh, in other buildings across the district. So I'll let you, Rachel, talk a little bit about Mac Bay. You all know middle school is a really rough stage of life. Um, COVID did not bring on anxiety and depression. It magnified it. So kids struggle, um, but Mackie, they can't play with him quite yet, but they can see him through the windows. And you can just see that he brings hope and light and joy. Um, we are just so excited to get him out working with the kids. And we really appreciate um, your partnership. I think it really means a lot to the kids to know that their community supports them through these tough times of life. So thank you. Yes, wonderful. Thank you. Mackie will be available in the gym after the service. If you'd like to meet Mackie, you guys can sneak off. But our offering will go towards, there's the purchasing of the dog, the training of the dog, veterinary things, all the dog costs that some of you know. And, uh, and we will help make that possible uh, with the schools. And we're happy to do so. So our offerings today, the cash in the um, collection plates and also anything designated will go to support uh, Mackie this year. The second announcement I have for you is that this week, uh, in a few days, begins a thing called General Synod, which is part of our denomination, which is the Reformed Church in America. There's an annual gathering called the General Synod, where there is church business and a reconnecting of, uh, of pastors and elders and other leaders across the nation, and that happens this week. We invite you simply to begin to be in prayer for that gathering and for it to be a time of meaningful engagement, of unity in the Spirit. Uh, and so many other things. We'll pray in our service together next week for that in particular because it will be underway next week. Now, at this time, we have the great joy of welcoming into our fellowship together some new members. So I want to invite you new members to begin to make your way up here on stage and to spread out behind me. Uh, we're very eager to welcome these folks. They have already uh, endured with joy our Discover Fellowship Cafe class where they kind of get to know not only the Christian faith, if that happens to be new, but also Fellowship Church in particular. And we're very eager for them to kind of officially join with us this morning. They've shared their stories in front of pastors and elders and one another. And, uh, and we're here to welcome them into our fellowship this morning. We're going to hear from them just a little bit as Pastor Tierra helps us. years and um, found this church and I found people to be very, very welcoming. I got involved in some of the small groups, the Wednesday meetings, um, the knitting club, quilting club, pickleball, and everywhere I went, it was just this really nice uh, group of people that basically opened their arms and welcomed me. And I really appreciate the preaching that's done here. Um, it's, uh, you can just tell the staff has a fun time together and they're very cohesive and I appreciate that as well as the beautiful music. Thanks, Jess. <laughs> Good morning, my name is Jerry Bozowski and ditto to all of that. We moved here a year ago. Top of my list was to find a new church home. We watched online because of COVID and when we came here in person, at the end of the service, I heard the words in my head, I'm home. Mm -hmm. And so I'm so excited to see where God uses me here, and thank you. And I'm uh, Buzz Bozowski. I'm the other half of Jerry here, like I said in the first service. 
And um, what really brings me to fellowship here is the, the, the pastors, all three pastors, they're wonderful people. Uh, the people here at the church, the fellowship that we made with, with friends here so far, uh, the uh, church messages are godly messages, you know, from the Bible, and that we really appreciate that too. The music ministry is, is amazing. The, the worship uh, by way of music, we, we really enjoy that. And with all that, uh, it doesn't get any better. <laughs> so anyway, I'll pass this on. Good morning. We are the Browns. My name is Chris. My wife Rose, our sons, Travis, Ben, and Carter. And we've been coming here for a number of years. You've probably seen us around. Um, kids are involved in all the youth activities, and we decided it was finally time to make it official and join. We are uh, John and Hannah Cochran. We've been coming here for about three years now. Um, and Fellowship kind of chose us, actually. Uh, Hannah works with the youth group here and also the communication stuff. and. I help out in the back with the sound stuff and the video stuff. Um, and we just really, really love the community here and all of you. Uh, and I'll just add that uh, our work with the youth has been uh, such a blessing for us and working with our fellow youth leaders. Um, it's just an extension of our family. Um, and since our family's growing in October, uh, we're just really excited that our uh, baby boy will get to have this be his first church home. I'm Lisa Getch. Um, I grew up in the area, and I work with Jeff Jansma, and the more I talked to him, the more this church sounded just perfect for what I was looking for, so I started watching online and finally made the decision to come in person, and I love it. I love the music. I love the message, so I'm glad I'm here. My name is Regan Harms. I moved to Holland about two years ago and started here as an intern. And Holland was a very new place for me and fellowship quickly became home in a space where I didn't know anyone. I was welcomed and loved by this community and I slowly, well, quickly fell in love with this community <laughs> through <laughs> youth activities, adult discipleship and volunteering on worship team. It's definitely become one of my favorite places to be. I'm Barb and Maury Peterson. We came to, um, to fellowship in September because of Nate. Then we met Ross and then the Jansmas encouraged us and we absolutely love it here. Everything about it. She stole my <laughs> what I wanted to say. <laughs> anyway, um, yes, I'm Maury Peterson and we've lived in Holland all our lives on the north side, right down the street. But during pandemic, we didn't meet at our church for almost two years. Did it on Zoom and all that. But we thought, let's look around a little bit and see what's happening. And we wanted to try out fellowship way back when, and we started in September now, and we really like it. We like the ministers, we like the people, we know a lot of you. And uh, so the decision was made. We're glad we're here. Thank you. And there's one more that we have a photo of. Uh, the Boonstras had a, a, a child come up sick last night, and so they're not with us this morning, but they're, uh, they're up there on the screen, and they're joining us as well. We're thrilled about that. Everybody turn to the camera and say, Hi, Boonstras. <laughs> Good. 
Fantastic. So here at Fellowship, we like to ask all of our new members to make a public profession of their intentions for membership um, that's based on the faith and the love that they have in Christ, um, their love for um, God's people, and also their love for the world that God sends us to. Um, and so, uh, beloved of God, today we ask you before God and Christ church to reject sin and evil, to profess faith in Christ Jesus, and to join the public witness of the church by asking the following questions of you. First, do you renounce sin and the power of evil in your life and in the world? And if you do, say, I, I renounce them. I renounce them. Uh, second, who is your Lord and Savior? Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Good answer. <laughs> uh, next question, will you be a faithful member of this congregation and through worship and service seek to advance God's purposes here and throughout the world? If you will, say I will and I ask God to help me. I will and I ask God to help me. And finally, do you promise to accept the spiritual guidance of this church to walk in a spirit of Christian love with this congregation and to seek those things that make for unity, purity, and peace? If you do, say I do. As they have made their promises, we together also make promises back to them as we are a covenant community. So I invite you to stand, and I have a question for you, Fellowship Church, and if you'd like to be in the affirmative, you'll respond robustly at the end saying, we do. But this is the question. Do you, Fellowship Church, promise to love, encourage, and support these brothers and sisters by extending God's love, by being an example of Christian faith and character, and by giving the strong support of God's family in fellowship, prayer, and service. What is your response? We do. Wonderful. Let me pray together with you. God, we are so excited to welcome these dear brothers and sisters into the life and community of Fellowship Church. Today, especially, we pray that you would fill them with your Holy Spirit and fill us to fill your entire church worldwide so that we together may be united in you and collectively bear witness to the good news of Jesus Christ. May it be good news to us, O oh God, and may we also be eager to share it with others. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, to our newest brothers and sisters in Christ in this community, we now charge you in the words of Ephesians 4 to lead a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, and making every effort to maintain the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. Fellowship, join us in welcoming our newest members to the church. At this time, you can all take your seats. Um, our littlest people, um, ages three through first grade, are dismissed at this time. Um, and if you can continue standing with us, we are actually going to <laughs> keep standing uh, and join us in singing our faith together. Thank you.
After the first service tell me that I said spirit or Holy Spirit 30 times so if you are second grade or above you should start counting right now and we'll go adults you can do a little over under with your kids if you want to before we uh, open God's Word let's uh, pray together come Holy Spirit uh, come we ask that you might be with us as we read your word and consider what it means for us today in Christ's name we pray amen We'll be reading or hearing the story of God from Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 13. If you want to follow along in the Bibles that are in the chairs, it's on page 885. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. 
And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at, the sound, at this sound the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one of them heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, are not all who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, in our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All of them were perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others sneered and said, they are filled with new wine. This is the word of the Lord. I've been thinking a little this week about birthdays. Yes, I had a birthday celebration, not my own, but that of my nephew, Emery, who turned three this week. And I can tell you, a three-year-old birthday is awesome. The kid is excited, bouncing off the walls. I mean, he can't wait for all of the festivities. And we did the normal festivities, of course. We had a cake with candles. He opened presents. We even sang happy birthday. This would be my cue to sing happy birthday, but my colleagues have a bet for how many sermons I can go without singing, and so I'm going to honor that bet and see if I can go another one. <laughs> Not only that, but someone after the first service actually told me, I'm glad you didn't sing happy birthday. It was painful last time. <laughs> Regardless, we went, the, the, Emery's parents went the whole nine yards. We did what we do for kids' birthday parties, and it was fun. But my wondering has been, why don't we have fun at our birthday parties anymore, adults? Are we scared of getting old or something? It's just kind of subdued. We don't really want to make a lot, bring a lot of attention to ourselves. It seems like there's a lot less enthusiasm for getting older after you turn whatever you turn and you stop getting excited about birthdays. But I do believe that birthdays provide a unique opportunity in many ways an opportunity to, you know, reconnect with someone you haven't seen for a while, send them a text, a happy birthday, or a Facebook post. Maybe you're in the company of someone that turns birthday and you have a chance to reflect on the past year or anticipate or long for something new in the next year. Birthdays are an annual opportunity to celebrate the uniqueness of a person and reflect on what has been and, in many ways, what will be or what might be. Even though our calendars right now seem to be more filled with graduation parties than birthday parties, I'd like to contend this is a very fitting week to be thinking about birthdays. Why? Because did you know, Fellowship Church, we have a birthday together this week. On June 12, 1966, our community gathered for the first time at Wakazoo Elementary School. Don't try to drive past that today because it's nearly impossible to get down Lakewood Boulevard. 
But we turned 56 this week. On June 12th, we'll turn 56 as a community. And not only that, but our building, not this very building, but the building right over there, the first ever worship space that was dedicated to Fellowship Church, happened on June 2nd, 1970. So our building is 52. We are 56. I mean, some of us are getting older. Some of us are getting younger. Not only that, but I, and this might be a little bit of a stretch, but I know for the teachers and the parents, uh, our teachers and the students in the room, you know, this week marks kind of a birthday of sorts, if you will, uh, and summer is coming, and we uh, celebrated the end of a yet another school year. But maybe, maybe most fitting to think about birthdays today is the fact that it is Pentecost Sunday. Some would say that Pentecost Sunday is the birthday of the Christian church some 2,000 years ago. You know, of the three primary Christian holidays, Christmas, Easter, and Pentecost, Pentecost usually gets lost in the shuffle a little bit. Yeah, I know, we're festive today here at Fellowship Church. Some of us are wearing red. We got all the red stuff up. But, I mean, it's not nearly as big of a deal as Christmas and Easter. I mean, those holidays, we, we add extra services. We have a little photo booth. I mean, why isn't there a Pentecost ham? But we... <laughs> you get it. I think maybe it's kind of like, like movie trilogies. You know, some movie trilogies like the Bourne series or the Lord of the Rings seem to get better and more popular as they go on. But the vast majority of trilogies kind of lose in their thunder uh, in terms of box office sales and in popularity. It's kind of like Jurassic Park or Back to the Future. They just keep getting kind of a little less and less exciting. And maybe that's kind of like Pentecost. But why is that? Where's the fanfare for Pentecost? Why is it such a subdued holiday? Maybe, maybe it's theological. You know, uh, in our Reformed tradition, we're a little less, you know, uh, likely to emphasize the Holy Spirit. We want to put our emphasis on the sovereignty of God, the, the lordship of Jesus Christ, and the, the word of God that we know in the scriptures. We're a little uncomfortable with the unpredictability of the Holy Spirit. Or maybe it's practical, you know? We have had a lot of parties, you know, Christmas and Easter, and we have a lot of other stuff going on with all the graduation. Pentecost just kind of gets lost in the shuffle. I think it's actually not practical or theological, but it's actually functional. The Holy Spirit, after all, seems to always act behind the scenes, doesn't it? It's invisible to most of us, and more accurately, it whole job is to defer attention to the sun. The Holy Spirit's uh, role is like the lens of a camera, putting into focus not the lens, but Jesus Christ himself. The book of Acts tells us that 40 days after Jesus rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven. And shortly after that, like days, it was the festival of Pentecost and so the Jewish people, the disciples who were Jews, gathered in Jerusalem with people from all over the place in one place in Jerusalem. And on that day, during Pentecost, God sent what Jesus had promised in the giving of the Holy Spirit to the disciples. We may know the Holy Spirit as the still, small voice, the gentle nudge, the internal leading that happens within us. But on this occasion, the Holy Spirit shook the building, shook the house like a violent wind, and revealed itself in 
flames of fire on the disciples. And not only that, but it sounded like a, a whole set of different languages offering a chorus of worship to God. It was an event, a day, a marking of time. Something was born in the disciples that they had not yet experienced. The church of Jesus Christ would never, ever be the same. Like a birthday, the first Pentecost would mark the start of something new, and it felt so right. God's Spirit had been implanted in the hearts of God's people, equipping them for service to God and to one another. We're in the middle, or at the, not the middle, we're at the very end of a sermon series that we've been calling Made New. We've been thinking about how our eyes and ears have been made new, our voices and our feet, our uh, heads and our hearts have been made new. And in many ways, it's been kind of like, who are we as individuals being made new? In light of the resurrection of Jesus, we've been made, uh, God has given us a promise that we will be made new. But this morning, with the help of the Holy Spirit, at the conclusion of our series, I want to think with you about what it means to be made new as a community, as a body of believers animated by the unique gifts that the Spirit has given to each one of us. So on this birthday of sorts, of the Spirit's equipping of disciples, I want to consider with you two simple and yet necessary ingredients to being a made new community. Diversity and unity. First, let's think about diversity. Maybe the most obvious and celebrated result of the Spirit's arrival on the first Pentecost was the disciples' ability to speak in various languages of the people gathered. It seems like Luke goes to great lengths in many ways to name all of these different lands that were represented in Jerusalem. People from Asia and Europe and Africa all gathered together in one place. And the disciples of Jesus from this tiny little area in Judea called Galilee, around the Sea of Galilee, were able to speak in the languages of all of these different people, in all of their different dialects. They could understand what God was saying and about they were hearing the story of God's love in Jesus Christ. It was as if, in an instant, the confusion and dispersion of the people of God after the Tower of Babel fell in Genesis 11 had been totally reversed by the Holy Spirit of God. All people heard and understood God's message of love in Jesus Christ. What's most fascinating about this, I think, is that the people from all over heard in their own language. Luke emphasizes in Acts chapter 2, that it's not the speaking of one common language, it's not the speaking of some special spiritual language that we sometimes think of when we think of tongues. It is instead the hearing of God's word in a diversity of different languages, which is to say the Spirit is celebrating the diversity inherent in all human beings at that time, not seeking to strip away their, their, their diversity. Rather, the Spirit emboldens, empowers, equips the disciples to reach out to other people in their own language, in their own uniqueness, in their diversity. It's not just in their inherent diversity, but we'll read later on in all of Paul's letters that the Holy Spirit doesn't just make us unique, but equips us with unique gifts. Gifts like leadership, 
teaching, prophetic words or encouragement, and the, the gift of giving, to name just a few. My friends, all of this is to say that God has made you and continues to make you new by the power of the Holy Spirit uniquely. We are a diverse body, inherently different from one another, which is good news. It's an affirmation, and I think it's a little bit of a challenge, isn't it? Because if we're all made differently, if we're all made uniquely, that means we have to celebrate that the Spirit has made other people uniquely and differently as well. I think one of the first signs of being a new community formed by the Spirit is that we celebrate and honor the different gifts that each of us has, not just the ones the Spirit has given us, but also the ones the Spirit has given others. I'd like to contend that one of the most visible expressions of this at Fellowship Church is actually our worship teams that gather and lead us in worship every Sunday morning under the awesome leadership of our minister of worship, uh, Jess Mix, and her encouragement, we see people younger and older, male and female, from a variety of backgrounds coming together to use their gifts to worship God. They've been gathered in one place in Holland from all over the place, like West Olive to Borculo, Lake Town to Fillmore, each with their unique gifts instrumentalist, singers, sound techs, and slideshow folks, videographers that sit up in the booths, all using their gifts to make worship happen here at Fellowship Church. And at their best, I believe that they encourage one another, not seeking to rob one another of their gifts, but celebrating the diversity and the uniqueness that they each offer. This is just one way among many other teams at Fellowship Church that seek to use the gifts that God has given them in their diversity to come together and make something beautiful. And it's got me wondering, how, how are you using the gifts that God has given you? What gifts might the new members that we just celebrated uh, a moment ago bring to Fellowship Church and help us to reach our community even more better? How might we celebrate the diversity inherent here even more? The first sign of a made new community that God is forming at Fellowship Church is that we're necessarily diverse. And a made new community uh, that is called by the Spirit is called by the Spirit to live in unity. Unity is kind of a risky subject in today's society, isn't it? American history reveals that for most of our history, but at certain times, there's been more division and separation than ever before. And I don't think it's hard to contend that we're living in one of those cultural moments today. As a society, we are skeptical of anything that sniffs of the opposition or differing views than our own. The hair on the back of our neck seems to rise a little anytime someone speaks of something that's left or something that's right. We judge people based on the sign they put in their yard or the hat that they wear on their head. Unity? <laughs> Come on, that's impossible. Well, if you think that, you're likely right, because unity is not a cultural phenomenon. On Pentecost Sunday, we celebrate that it is not the principalities and the powers of this world that binds us together, but the very same spirit that brought together people from every land and language at that time in antiquity together 
under one name, and that is the name of Jesus Christ. The Spirit calls us to unity in our diversity. Stan Mast was, uh, or is, I should say, a preacher in our sister denomination, the CRC, and I owe a great deal of what I've been thinking about this week to him. And in reflecting on unity in the Pentecost story and in Paul's appeal in Galatians 3, 26 through 28, he had some wise words that I'd love to share with you this morning. He said, of course, of course, there are still male and female and Jew and Gentile and upper class and lower class, Romans and Parthians and so forth. The gospel does not erase the realities of life in this world. The gospel changes how we react to them. Because Jesus is our Lord and Savior, the former boundaries that divided us don't matter anymore. We are bound together in him. Always have been, always will be which means that the gospel is anti-nationalism, not anti-patriotic, but anti-nationalism that looks down on and dominates other nations. And the gospel is anti-xenophobic, not anti-loving your own, but anti-hating the other. And it is anti-prejudice, not anti-acknowledging differences, but anti-treating people differently because of those differences. The gospel is against dividing the human race based on the differences inherent within the human race. Did you catch that? The gospel doesn't erase the realities of this world. It changes how we as Christians react to them. The differences we have don't have to divide us because we have been bound together. We have been united with Christ and with one another. Wouldn't it be awesome if Fellowship Church was known even more by our community by being that kind of spirit-led community, one that was unified above and beyond our differences, but united in purpose in serving Christ in this world. My friends, we have a long history of doing just that. Like I said, over 50 years of doing that together through some very challenging times, and maybe t today and these times are one of those more challenging times again. And yet we continue and will continue to find our center in the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus. Observing the dwindling of uh, Christianity in America, and specifically the shrinking of the Christian church, a Catholic professor and preacher wrote a book, you know, because that's what we do is we write books. Uh, and he wrote this book entitled, The Love That Is God. He offers it as an invitation to the Christian faith, not some apologetic book or some convince you that I'm right and you're wrong kind of book, but an invitation to consider what the essence of the Christian faith is. In the book, towards the end, he offers what he says could be the most powerful witness to the world of the widespread disillusionment of Christianity. And this is what he says. In a divided and lonely world, those who have been called into friendship with Jesus need to be, even in their differences, more bound to each other, not less. The world needs a people who are so closely bound together by the God who is love that they can afford to differ from and with each other and yet still meet at the table of the Eucharist, the feast of their friendship with Jesus. In just a moment, we are going to, as a community, come together and celebrate what we call communion. 
It's a visual expression of our unity with Christ and with one another. And I'm going to ask and offer a little challenge for you on this Pentecost Sunday. I wonder what it would look like for you to come to this table imagining, imagining a person, a brother or sister in Christ, a fellow Christian that you vehemently disagree with. I want you to imagine that person as you take from that same loaf with them and you drink of that same cup that Christians will across the globe today on Pentecost Sunday. And imagine what it would be like for you to think about how you have been unified with them by the blood of Jesus Christ, that you in your brokenness and their brokenness are receiving the same grace that Jesus offers to you and to them. You know, Pentecost may not be the most popular Christian holiday, and maybe for good reason, given the division in our world today. But like a birthday, it gives us an opportunity, an opportunity to remember who we are as a new community of people formed by God, empowered by the Holy Spirit in our diversity with unique gifts, and united to Christ and to one another. May it be so more and more for us as Fellowship Church and the whole world over. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Friends, as you consider, as Pastor Nate suggested, coming to this table to share fellowship with someone who differs from you, I invite you to remember also that this is not your table. It's not my table. It's not Tierra's table. It's not Fellowship Church's table or even the table of our denomination. It is the table of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we come to this table to remember him, to remember that he took on flesh for us and for our salvation, to remember that he taught us how to live that he died and rose from the dead. And remember, especially on Pentecost, that it is the Holy Spirit that continually points to this great son, Jesus, saying, link your life to him and I'll help you do so. We come remembering Jesus. We come also seeking communion. We seek communion with one another. We seek communion with God. We seek communion with Christians throughout the ages and all over the world, people who are radically different, and yet still united in the Spirit, because that's what the Spirit does, binds us together, even and through our differences. We come seeking communion, and we come to this table in hope, believing that all that is promised in God's kingdom come is made available to us, even as foretaste now, with the hope that it will be more so and more so and forevermore in the kingdom come. And that too is given to us, in the power of the Holy Spirit who is sanctifying us even now. So we come to this table in remembrance, in communion, and in hope, all in the power of the Holy Spirit. Would you pray with me? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we are so grateful that we get to share in this meal together, this meal that is offered to us um, at the hand of Christ, um, this meal that is offered to us um, by the Holy Spirit, lifting us up into communion with our Lord. We come to you with joy in our hearts, immense joy um, and delight as we celebrate together um, the gifts that we are offered and the gifts that we get to exchange. Um, and mostly, Lord, we come with 
become with love, just the, um, the tiny flame of charity that is welling up within our hearts that um, just grows and grows and grows and expands until the day when we get to look upon, um, look upon the faces of one another and you um, in eternity. Um, Lord, we bless this meal that we are about to receive, and we bless one another in the process, and mostly, Lord, we bless you. In the name of Christ, we all pray. Amen. Amen. Friends at Fellowship Church, we welcome to this table all who love God and who are learning to follow Jesus and who are doing so in the company of the Spirit who gives us strength and direction on the journey. To that end, I invite you to remember the story of our Lord Jesus, who on the very same night that he was betrayed, he gathered his disciples around a table and he took a loaf of bread and after having given thanks, he broke it. And he gave it to them saying, this is my body given for you. As often as you take of it, do so in remembrance of me. And that same night, at the same meal, he took the cup and he poured it full <laughs> and he offered it to his disciples, to his friends, and he said to them, this cup is the new covenant in my blood and as often as you drink of it, do so in remembrance of me. Brothers and sisters in Christ, the bread which we break and the blood which we, um, the, the cup which we bless is for us our communion with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, we have three stations um, up front and one gluten-free station over underneath the cross. Uh, we'll have two elders who are kind of roving around and so if you would like to be served at your seat, just raise your hand and they will come and find you. Um, and mostly, this is, a, this is a meal to savor. This is a day to savor. This is a meal to savor. Um, take in the words that were spoken leading into communion, um, the words spoken during, um, and take in the meal itself as the gift of grace that is given to us by the sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ. You can come to the table whenever you are ready, so come for all things are ready. Oh, and I'll invite the elders in, up, at this time, too. Mm -hmm. <laughs>
Amen. Give it up for that. Worship team, come on. My friends, on your way out, if you want to go say hi to Mackie, he's hanging out in the gym if you like the furry ones. And for the rest of us, uh, in the diversity that, of the gifts that the Spirit has given us and in unity around what Christ is doing in this world, go into this world to love God and the, experience the grace of Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Amen.